Gentlemen. Hey there. Hey. Welcome back. This, Welcome this back. seems familiar. This is familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Familiar, yeah. for sure. Not quite not as, as, uh, not as, nice. not, as in, not as intimate. Not, it's not as no. intimate. A lot, a lot less nature noises, though. <laughs> yeah, a lot I less... kind of dug them, though, man. I, I, I really like that vibe. Yeah. In the last episode. There's, there's fewer odors. Uh-huh. At least, <laughs> at least that sure. I can rec- recognize. <laughs> right, right. That's yeah, sure. right. We, we can. Yep, yep. The odors are. Yep, we're confined to our homes now. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that was yeah, a that was though. fun. That was so much fun. So yeah. much fun last week. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out our episode 100. It was last mm. week. We, uh, the forces aligned. We all got a chance to be in the same room together for the first time in like five years. It was mm-hmm. awesome. The kids were there. We, God, uh-huh. it was just a blast. We swam, we ate, it was great. Yeah. yeah. Never forget it. Nope. It was awesome. But here we are, we're on the other side of 100. 101. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah over it's the a, hill. It's like a primer episode or something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. No, we're just getting back to basics, just getting back to square one. Okay. You know, getting good. back to the fundamentals. Yeah, everybody have a good I week. Yeah. yeah. Greg, what yeah. city What city are you <laughs> gracing this week? I'm in, I'm in Philadelphia. Um, okay. Getting ready to take off on Thursday for some East Coast shows. Nice. Um, oh, yeah? We're yep, at? playing with the Red Knots. Uh, pardon, the first date is in the Outer Banks. It's a little town called Avon. Then we're headed to Virginia Beach on Friday, That, which I believe okay. is the uh, 16th. So mm-hmm. the 15th is, the, is Outer Banks. The 16th is Virginia Beach at Elevation 27. Really cool club. Used to be called the Jewish Mother. Okay. Um, wow. And then uh, Hopewell, Virginia, which okay. I believe is right outside of Richmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally, Charleston, South Carolina, at a place called nice. The Windjammer. I'm very excited to play there. I believe the venue is uh, on the beach. So be really nice. Oh, beautiful. Right. That's gorgeous, man. Yeah. Okay. So not only that, but I've heard tickets have been selling like hotcakes. So it's going to be a good one. Good. <laughs> and then um, I'll be checking with you guys. Uh, I'll be checking in with you guys. Pardon from Charleston next week because I'm going to hang out there for a couple of days with one of my oldest, bestest buddies. And, oh, very uh, cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's how this summer into the fall is going to be for me. I'm going to be popping up in all kinds of different that's cities. Awesome straight, man. So it's fun, Get it. but it's also... Get it, baby. I kind of wish... You know, it's, I, I kind of yearn for the, for the COVID days, for the <laughs> lockdown days. You those miss are, it those are great. I do kind of miss it. I kind of miss it, man. You know, all right. I don't want to. I don't want to have to deal Sitting with people. Sitting on your ass, wait, making a recluse out of all of us. Yep. Yeah. But, <laughs> those uh, were the times, right? Yeah. In oh, any case, man. but it, it's it's fun to to be moving around. It was great to to get a chance to see you guys. We really took full advantage of that, and uh, yeah. it yep. was totally worth it. Totally, so, absolutely, no doubt. And I got yeah. a gig coming up this Friday too. Do you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, playing with playing? the Janine Wilson band. Okay. Awesome. Um, doing a one of her famous backyard summer concerts. You can check it out. We'll be streaming it live on Facebook. Awesome. Free of charge. Mm-hmm. So you can see me uh, rock out with my brand new Ron Wood ESP Telecaster. Oh back there. yeah, dude. Ooh, no way. That that that. I gotta say, man, I did not know ESP made a Ron Wood Telecaster. Oh really? Yeah, I thought it's ESP was of... known for like the James Hetfield. Well, well that is exactly why I have lusted and yearned for that guitar since I learned about it. Because you're absolutely right. ESP is known for making guitars for Metallica, you know, Avenged Sevenfold, freaking Meshuggah, 
all the metal guys. Yeah, Javier <laughs> Reyes, who's a who's a homie in Animals as Leaders. He has a signature eight string. There ESP. you go. George Lynch, yeah. famous George ESP endorsee. <laughs> uh -huh. and he, yeah. it, wait, wait, wait. George Lynch, the guy who played at that seafood restaurant? Yeah, the <laughs> one in Kansas. One in the same. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've heard then of him. they have Ron Wood. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ron the Wood from the Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just love. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. And it's just the most basic Telecaster in the world. But it's 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 insanely beautiful and it plays beautifully. And, and I, I, Does I sound love good? it. You like it? Oh my God, it's it's amazing. I love awesome. it. Awesome. I love it. It was a surprise Father's Day gift from my wife. And oh, right. I've okay. said it before, but I will be in eternal, I, you know, she did it to, so, to make sure that I'm in eternal debt to her. So, right, right, right. Um, yeah. Appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> Does it come with like a Floyd Rose and EMG pickups? Unfortunately, no. No, that's okay. the uh, <laughs> deluxe Ron Wood model. Okay. <laughs> They, they used to make a version with the B bender. You know what that is? Yes. The B, yeah, it's like a country thing where you can push down in your strap and make the B string go like a pedal steel guitar. Yeah. This is not it, that. It, yeah. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. But, uh, it's a, it's a beautiful in, uh, guitar. In, in, one time in LA uh, on a playground, I met this other mom, you know, like uh, our kids were playing well together. I get to chat. Okay. I'm like, so, so what's up? What, 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 like, what? Uh, she mentioned something about, oh, you have like the rocker hair. I was like, oh, yeah, do you like what, what, what do you do? She's like, well, I, I actually run Ron Wood's Instagram page. Shut <laughs> up. I was like, That's, wow. that sounds like a pretty fun job. And she mentioned that he, uh, how kind of like he's a strange looking fellow, especially uh -huh. like up close. It's just that these, uh, the, the, the British kids growing up at that time weren't very well nourished. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, that's that was like her theory. Anyway, I always think about that when I think of Ron Wood. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, never mind. Leave it. Leave it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, guys. Up. Enough housekeeping. We got a lot to cover in today's Back yeah. to the Basics episode. Um, so, should we kick this bad boy off? Let's do this thing. I'm into it. Yes, yes, that's right. Straight out of Ron Wood's back pocket. This is You Should Check It Out. And uh, this is episode 101. Mm -hmm. We've made it to triple digits for sure. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Gosh, we got a lot to cover tonight. We are talking about, well, I'm going to be talking about this incredible documentary that came out Ooh. just recently. It's about okay. music. Okay. Uh, Nick, I believe, is going to be talking about music. That is correct. <laughs> um, from a similar era, a little bit uh -huh. later, but also yeah. music. And uh -huh. then Greg is going to be talking about music. Yeah. Right. It's a bit. Right. It's a bit that we've done before and I'm going to revisit. I found some good Greg, new it's examples. A, it's, a, it's a bit happy summer for Greg. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It is. But you never, his, Greg's bits never disappoint. Well, I didn't say I, I was disappointed. Not. Okay. I said, just wanted I said to clear the air there. Well, it was a happy. It, it, it was a bit snarky. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, fair enough. Oh, was no, it? I'm so sorry. No, I gotta work. I, I, on I'm just, I gotta work. On I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we bit off more than we could chew with that. Oh, hey, right. hey now. <laughs> All right, so boys, I think I'm up first. I am so excited to be talking about this because I kind of feel this? like I've been I've been keeping it under wraps. <laughs> I, I heard about this documentary. It's called The Summer of Soul. 
Mm. Uh, it came out just this month, uh, July 2nd, I believe. And ever since it came out, uh, I'm just hearing people talking about it, talking about it, talking about it, and I've just been waiting for a chance to watch it. And I finally got the chance to over this past weekend, and oh my god, is it fantastic! Is it? Nice. I mean, it's really legitimately one of the best music documentaries I've seen in my life. Wow. Like it's really, it's that important. It's that good. It's that monumental. It's that well done. Like it's really, really. Fantastic. Dude, I, so, I, have feeling, I have a feeling we're going to hear about this through the next few episodes. Sounds like this is uh, so. going to influence you I a little bit. So. Good. Oh, definitely, man. That's all I've been listening to <laughs> since then. That's but, awesome. So, if you don't know, uh, it was produced by Questlove. Love him. Yeah. He's just, he just always seems to find himself in the right place, you know? Mr. Amir Thompson. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And it is about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival which was a series of concerts. I believe it was over six weekends. So it was held in Mount Morris Park, which is now Marcus Garvey Park in okay. the center right. of Harlem, uh, right on the border between West Harlem, which is tra- traditionally African-American, and East Harlem, which is used to be called Spanish Harlem, which is mm-hmm. Puerto Rican and you know Latina-influenced. Right. So it's it was kind of this cultural melting pot, and it was supposed to be a showcase of the greatest African-American uh, performers um, of the day. And that's exactly what it was. And what's unique about it was that it took place the same summer as Woodstock, 1969. Pretty yeah. monumental summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But whereas Woodstock got a whole concert film and a whole lore and a whole, you know, books and articles and just, treatises just, yeah. and essays yeah. have been written about mm-hmm. Woodstock... I had never heard of this festival. Mm-mm. I don't think many, most of us had. Mm-mm. You know, um, there's never been any footage shown from the festival. There was Weird. a couple attempts to make a movie about it, but just never got the funding. So literally, the tapes sat in a box in a basement for 50 years. <laughs> Holy crap. And then they were unearthed, and they finally got the funding, and they put it together, and the audio, the video is just incredible. The list of acts is just amazing. Uh, but I want to get things started with, I, I want to play a piece from like the beginning of the, of the documentary, and it's uh, one Stevie Wonder. Who? I've heard of him. Uh, playing a bit of a medley. Uh, he's 19 years old in 1969, wow. and there's just some great conversations with him about this was like a turning point in his career because he was trying to overcome like his early success as quote unquote little Stevie little Wonder, Stevie Wonder yep. trying to define himself as an artist and just seeing him on stage, man, rocking the clavinet is just incredible. So anyway, this this piece uh, is part of the song um, It's Your Thing. Mm-hmm. And so he plays a little bit of that. And then halfway through that song, he goes over and wanders over and sits down at the drum set. And you'll hear this like crazy is there a section. guy like walking him there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen this clip. Okay, maybe you have. Maybe you have. I had never seen any clips from this particular festival. I, maybe some okay. have been leaked. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this this is incredible, and he's playing this at like breakneck speed. Just in, in case you weren't aware that Stevie Wonder is an incredible drummer as well. Well, here's your proof. So anyway, mm-hmm. check this out. Oh, yeah. 
clap your hands Let me hear you clap your hands Cause it's your thing You do what you wanna do So that's the start of the documentary. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah, let me just give you a rundown of some of the performers that performed. Now, again, this is over six six weeks, uh, and and each of the weekends was divided up into different kind of genres. So they had like a gospel weekend, they had a blues weekend, they had a a funk weekend. Um, Nice. So you had uh, Max Roach. Okay. Mm. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. Sister Mahalia Jackson. Mm-hmm. The Staples Singers, B.B. Right. King, All right. mm-hmm. Nina Simone, nice. Stevie Wonder, we mentioned him, Herbie Mann, oh, yeah. okay. Hugh Masekela, All right. mm. Ray Barreto, oh, yeah. and Sly and the Family Stone. Nice. Nice. Just as like, I mean... Just a taste. These are, this easily equals the lineup at Woodstock. Sure. Now, granted, Woodstock was compressed into one weekend. That's kind of key, at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a different it's a different vibe. But from the reports from everybody who went to this festival, and there are just some incredible like interviews with people who were there, um, people who got in, performers who performed there. Like the vibe there was, everyone was like, I remember those weekends. It was like a life changing event, mm. and to see this footage now confirms how important it was to me then but i had kind of forgotten about it yeah that almost that almost would be its own cool thing like to have that be what you do every weekend for six weeks yeah yeah Yeah, right you you know what i mean that's that's kind of like a different now that i'm thinking about that it's like that's a very different that's like that ongoing repetitive on a specific day that would be really freaking cool as opposed to it was also free also free wow yeah you can't beat that So typically for each weekend, there was something like 40 or 50,000 people there. Wow. For a total, the, the estimates for people was close to 300,000 people saw this. The, one yeah. of them saw this. Across the, yeah, wow. So it was a huge deal, man. I mean, like, it's, it's just hard to put in perspective. And, okay, so the thing is, like, there's a bit of a political bent in the documentary. It doesn't consume it. It doesn't take it over. They're talking about how kind of the thing was kind of covered up. Not covered mm. up, but you just never got to see the light of day. And I don't really want to 
go there. Like I, I, I understand. It's all kind of speculation. I don't want to go there, but I will say that like once you see the footage from this and how incredible and important a document it is, the fact that it hasn't been just, shared, it's just a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's just right. a, it's a crying freaking shame. And uh, you know, I I just. If you like music of any kind, you're going to love this documentary. Awesome. You got to check it out. It's so good. It's well, so thank good. you, Questlove. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Right? <laughs> it's crazy, So this thing man. ran what? Like two hours, you said? Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like an hour and 45, something like that. But, okay. you know, I'm riveted the entire time. The, there's this section in the middle where it's uh, the Staple Singers singing with Mahalia Jackson and they're talking, you know, Jesse Jackson's up there talking about, because this is right after Martin Luther King got assassinated. Uh, yeah. They're talking about the importance of that moment and what he was, and they sing this song that was apparently MLK's favorite song. And, I mean, it's it's Mahalia Jackson up there, and, sh- and you know, she's, it's hot. I mean, it's the middle of July mm-hmm. in Harlem. It's hot. And she, and she goes over to, I think it's Mavis Staples, and she's like, honey, honey. Sister, Sister Mahaley, she's she's a little bit, she's a little bit hot. Can you take this verse? And then so, Mavis is like, well, this is like my idol coming up to me, asking me to sing one of the most important verses of one of my favorite songs. Yeah. At this incredible event, she's like, so I'm Should I'm gonna step up, you know? <laughs> and it's just it's it's the power, uh, and it's just it's. It's so good. It's so good. It br- brought me to tears, man, and, and uh, it almost takes mm. your breath away how good it yeah. is. Um, and then right to see on, like acts like Sly and the Family Stone in the middle sure. of that, you know, like completely busting up the entire thing, you know, different fashion sense, different groove, different thing, and everybody's still into it. It's just great. Man. It's just great. Got to check it out. Awesome. And it's fun. You, you mentioned Ray Barreto, too. They have some good footage of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. section on on him and yeah. what he's about. It's great. I never, I hadn't heard of him, and then I, uh, this metal band that I knew was like, hey, we got th- we got this new singer, Chris. His dad was a famous jazz musician, and I was like, who? And it's like his name's Chris Barreto, and his Get dad out of was here. Ray Barreto. Wow. He's not in, he's not with them anymore. He was a singer briefly for my buddy's Periphery, Misha oh, okay. Mansour's band. Right yeah, on. yeah. Right um, and my really good buddy Tom Murphy. But yeah, this dude, he had like kind of a sideshow bob like, <laughs> hairdo. And I saw them open for Lamb of God at 930 Club. And he, wow. he could do it. He could do all the screens. And I was like, man, I can't believe this guy's dad was a jazz musician. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> by then, I'd sort of done a little research. And I was like, oh, okay. And, then it, it, and I was like, maybe I have seen this guy around before. He was a percussionist, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then I, I, I'm also, uh, it's, it's just funny, like in the music circles you get to know what's the word for lineage in any like field ancestry there's another one jay what am i thinking of like like if you can get if you get into yale because your family was in it what's that called oh nepotism nepotism oh nepotism. yeah <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah that's the word i was thinking okay. i wasn't thinking because that kind of well, had like uh, negative connotations yeah, i wasn't yeah. thinking that. right right so like it's i guess in music sometimes there's like nepotism without the negative right but right, like sure. but you sort of like you do kind of get just because your father or mother they know people you like get connections that are easier to sure. make yeah yeah, and so and yeah. it's another name you you mentioned, Herbie Man is that's another um, so, so, so someone I've someone I've gotten 
pretty buddies with Jeff Mann. He's, he's a fan, phenomenal drummer. He plays in Here Lies Man, which is a band I've played here a few times. <laughs> gotcha, uh, yeah. Here Lies Man, the drummer is Jeff Mann. His dad was Herbie. and Herbie wow. I've known about for a long time because I played flute growing up. Right, and right, my, yeah. da- my, my parents had some Herbie Mann records around. And, nice, um, nice. Nice. So, but, but yeah, there's a uh, there's a certain Herbie Mann record not coming to me right now, but he's got some really cool stuff out there. Um, yeah. So yeah, now I'm even more stuck. I didn't know that either of those guys were on there. Yeah, I was already there's sold. A whole, there's a whole big section on there about because one of the weekends was like Latin. Influence. Yes, exactly. So it's like a whole big section about jazz and and Latin stuff, and and like the Hugh Masekela stuff is just incredible too. Like I didn't. I don't really know that guy's story. I know he came from South Africa. I mean, he, he fled apartheid mm-hmm. um, with his son. And, like, I, it's just, it's incredible, man. You guys got to check it out. Awesome. Memphis right. Underground, by the way. Memphis Underground by Herbie Mann. That's the album? That's a, that, oh, yeah. That's, nice. That's a good one. Check yeah. it out. Right uh, on. I wanted to play one more song before I go. This is um, uh, Gladys Knight's Night in the Pips uh, playing an awesome version of Heard It Through the Grapevine uh, with some cool intros and, and outros uh, just wanted to throw this in there too awesome. no right i'll leave it at that Here. it is available on hulu it's uh summer of soul it won the sundance film festival getting all kinds of plaudits check it out while you can sweet thanks buddy i was nervous we were so excited about being there we join our hands and say prayers before we went on stage gladys night now when i stepped on stage i was totally totally taken aback because I didn't expect a crowd like that. And the pips! I bet you're wondering how I do. Baby, baby, that's pain to make me blue. But some other girl you knew before. Between the two of us girls, you know I love you more. It took me by surprise, I must say. night was everything to us. She was the queen of soul. She gave it to us good. And the pips were working. Man, they are solid. Yeah. All the bands off the chain. So good. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oof. Wow. That's awesome, man. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Jay. All right. Yes. Sorry, did not get a chance to watch that. I, I'm no, no. definitely gonna. I, I think through like my Sprint phone or something. I have a. I could probably get on. <laughs> I don't know. You got. You got to have some way of getting a free Hulu trial. There's they were some, giving those yeah, things out like candy back in the day. They still are. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, Nick. Good stuff. What you got, am buddy? Up? Am I up? You are. 
I found a very interesting article that I wanted to talk about, speaking of back to basics. But before mm -hmm. that, I've got a track that I would like to play as well that I came across. Actually, you know what? It was a friend of the show, Kreshmir, sent oh. me a text. I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday last week. And all he wrote, he sent a link to the YouTube video. <laughs> Kresh's links are the best. And then he wrote those drums, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all he wrote. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Square Wheel by Nate Smith. Let's give this let's give this a listen. This is flipping awesome. What's the meter? 15.8. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Sweet. All right. Yep. I, yeah. I, I, I charted this this thing. I, <laughs> I sat. I really I really did. I wrote, I wrote it out. wrote it out. That's it's awesome. the first time I've done that in a long time. I was like, I got to figure this thing out. It's so mm -hmm. good. It's 15, but what makes it even trippier is like where they're accenting stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, they'll be like on the e, like, like e, you know, and then like, you're like, wait, is that the downbeat? <laughs> you know, it's a perfect yeah. name, square wheel. Like the, the, yeah. the it's like because it trips you up. Like you just, yeah. you just get like hobbled mm -hmm. when you try to like nod to it. Um, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Do you know anything about these this band uh, about so these guys? I, that... I, this this is the artist is the drummer. It's a, it's okay. a, it's labeled jazz. He's got a tiny desk that I watched a couple times. Uh, nice. The guy's phenomenal. Well, he's a, he's he, he sits in with Wolfpack. Oh, yes. really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. He's on that. He's on that Madison Square Garden and uh, some other. They bring him on stage. <gasps> yeah, he plays that okay. song. He plays yep. on that song. Uh, okay. Tesla. Yep. I know what you're talking um, about now. Yeah, he's he's a beast, dude. Yeah, yes. I mean, I mean, we all we obviously, but like, yeah. Yeah. He's still, he, he doesn't steal the show, but uh, <laughs> he's also in Fearless Flyers, that band. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. like Corey Wong. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway. No, he's just, he's, I, I've, I'm sure I've seen him like places like that, but never really paid attention to him explicit, explicitly. So uh, this yeah. album is coming out, uh, I think, in the fall, in September, this album. And it's, it's just Very the first, cool. first, tra first track that dropped off of it. Yeah, really excited. I like any hip hop with a set to an odd time signature. Oh, and there's a whole breakdown at the end that's even, that's even wilder because he, he, even, he even messes with the beat more than that. It stays, nice. it stays in the same time signature, but like he really, it's, yeah, it's, it's super cool. But, uh, but the article that I found was, uh, it's really been a slow 
it's July, <laughs> so not a lot of news out there. But I found well, this article in. They are. They don't got enough working. time to sit around. Actually, they're not. Make controversy. They're, they're all on vacation. And, okay. <laughs> and screwing up property closings and stuff like that. Either way. Um, the, <laughs> the, this is from ultimateclassicrock.com, which that's oh, a website. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's uh, it's something I had never heard, which is, the, the, the title of it is How the B-52's Rock Lobster Brought John Lennon Back to Music, which is like, <laughs> all right, I'll click on that. Sure. You got to watch mm-hmm. out. Now, now your news feed is going to be filled with Ultimate Classic Rock. They're they are very clickbaity. I'm very careful how yeah. I get Sometimes there. Sometimes it's good, though. So they don't <laughs> which, is, which, yeah. which ironically is run by lobsters. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. We're mimicking lobsters typing. Yeah, right we're doing now. lobster claws. Lobster claws trying to bring the server. If that wasn't clear, yeah. <laughs> Why won't this update? Have you ever seen a lobster yeah. use a mouse? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's just amazing. <laughs> it's, actual, it's an actual mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dragging around. Right, sorry, sorry. J- 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 Jay's over it. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go on, Nick. No worries. Um, but basically, this, this, uh, the article is um, it, it's basically talking about... Um, so Lennon released like five, five albums in the first five years out of the Beatles, right? Sounds 69, right. 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, five albums and then nothing. Like 75, he released an album and... Yeah. and for, he was getting and into again, a lot of trouble, from what I understand. Yes. <laughs> he was not yeah. being good to himself. Right. From what I understand. And part of that was that he felt like the music that he was making wasn't connecting anymore. Um, And he describes a situation, a circumstance where he's out at at a a, a discotheque and there's like disco music playing on one floor and then he hears Rock Lobster playing on like the ground floor. And he and he thinks, wait a second, this is what this is what Yoko and I were doing in 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 69. And he, and he, I get I, and and basically like how that that got him excited to basically go back to doing what what, what they were doing before, which to wow. me that that was actually the reason why I liked the story was because the guy's kind of you know he's been abusing himself he's not you know taking care of himself here's this music that reminds him of what he had been thinking about ten years eleven years prior, and rather than being like you know like I don't know. Uh, jaded whiny about it yeah jaded that like they didn't get it then and now all of a sudden everybody else is right. taking much like he that that motivates him and he goes into the studio and and basically records uh what is it double fantasy um yeah, yeah. which was released shortly you know before he before he was assassinated um right uh and th- that that actually was the angle that was like yeah i want to talk about that that's that's a cool story because he he heard something that reminded him of, of an idea that he had had 11 years prior and it w- made him want to go back out and do it again yeah. rather than Ugh. just be jaded that they didn't get it when he did it the first time. It is interesting. You don't, you know, when you think of a guy like John Lennon, you know, like what else does he have to prove? So it would have been very easy for him, I think, to listen to something like that and say, like you said, oh, we were doing that 10 years ago, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. finally people are hip, and hip, hip to it now and let's, you know, let's go get drunk, you know, like sure. could have responded to it completely differently. Mm-hmm. But... Sometimes competition is exactly what, you know, elite performers need to get back in the game, you know, or to raise their mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And, and also to, like hear, to hear an artist that, that you influenced mm-hmm. uh, doesn't necessarily mean they're like ripping you off. I mean, it's, it's, it's also like a, a form of flattery, right? Like, so yeah. maybe go back out there and, and influence the next generation of artists. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was the, the little piece of it that was like, oh, man, it was, was the, 
because right after he recorded this album, I mean, it was basically, he had signed this album for the guy who assassinated him later that day. Mm. Like, it was at a signing right. um, uh, of, of this album that he ended up producing because he kind of decided to go ahead and get back into it. So, who knows yeah. what would come, you know. Um, but, hey, I'll uh, tell you, I, just on that tip, when I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the time, you know, that there's kind of, it's a pyramid, right? There's, so, there's like seven, six or seven levels. And uh, on the t- the top two levels, I believe, are always a rotating exhibit. So there's okay. different stuff in there. At the time, whenever I was there, it was it was incredible. It was handwritten Beatles lyrics, <laughs> just wow. all the way around, <laughs> which wow. was just like <gasps> they okay, did that. It's <laughs> amazing. That's yeah. thank you guys. That's really cool. But then outside, like once you got out of that, it was like this like really. It was like going to see the Mona Lisa, you yeah. know, like to see Strawberry Fields forever. Protected like. exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> but then once you got out of that room, it was a um, a room of kind of Yoko's. Oh, it was Yoko's personal memorabilia from around the time of John Lennon's death, and I'll never forget because it was. Hey, it's just so poignant. They had his glasses in this case, mm-hmm. and they were broken and they're blood spattered. And it's like, damn, wow, <laughs> wow. You know, it happened around the time that we were born. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was just really poignant. Yeah, yeah um, no and and really humanizing in a way. You know, because he's mm-hmm. this huge legend, but to see this is his personal effects. You know, like yeah, his bloody his blood clothes, on his bloody clothes in the police bag. You know, mm-hmm. it was crazy. Uh, man. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to bring everything down, but no, it's okay. <laughs> do you want to uh, do you do you want to hear a little bit of Rock Lobster and then and then hear what came up came about afterwards? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do and that. Thank you for bringing up lo- Rock Lobster because it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the night. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're no problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> band do you i i really do i really I've, do i've I never <laughs> i've never had an appetite for the b-52s i mean it's not like i'm not gonna go put on their album tonight or anything like that but just for a band like that to come out when they did and they're just so idiosyncratic you know they're just like the like, next like it's the, the novelty next, of it for you it's the novelty okay you okay. know but also yeah. that they were playing real instruments and it was a throwback thing like it was a a retro thing before retro stuff was cool really right you know i i mm-hmm. you know for somebody in 1979 to be copying like this weird you know atomic age 1950s vibe it's just it was just so off the wall i love yeah. it yeah yeah oh no I'm, I'm, i i can see that i can see that i i 
for whatever reason, I just I can't get past the. I also love like lyrical non sequiturs. Like the next line in this is like, "I was down at the beach. Everybody had matching towels." Like <laughs> for some reason, uh-huh. that, like That's... I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we listen to uh you got a track off of uh double fantasy that that might be uh Well sure, yeah, I got a couple. You know, we could either listen to like a you know, a fairly popular John Lennon hit, or we could listen to uh a Yoko Ono track that was clearly um reminiscent of influence the... back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll leave that in, in your hands. What do you want, Greg? I want to hear the track that that sounds like Rock Lobster. Fair enough. There it is. This one's called Kiss, Kiss, Kiss off a of Double Fantasy. That's right, playing your soundtrack for the summer. This is you should check it out. Spinning <laughs> yeah. some Yoko Odo. Hey, no. I don't know. What do you think? Rough. <laughs> it did it did sound like it did sound like uh, the B fifty twos. I give it that. That was a track that my old roommate Tejan used to blast. Like like early mornings, we were all hungover, and he would just crank that song just to piss everybody off. <laughs> That sounds right. That sounds so right. I'm sure that worked. I'm sure that worked very well. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that, that's that cool, was, man. That's, that's an awesome my, story. That's what I got for you this week. That's some uh, some Lennon 101. Thank you, right sir. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Without further ado, lighten the mood here, Greg. Come on. Is it time for my? What bit? are we doing? Yeah, let's do this. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, if you've listened to this show before, you may have come across this bit I like to do called Bangers and Mashups. Oh, yeah. Cue it up. Bangers and Mashups. <laughs> Bangers and Mashups. 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 All right. Bangers and Mashups. One of my favorites. Number three. Number three. Coming Numero at you. Trois. Numero trois. Uh, trois. Yeah. So coming in at uh, number three. <laughs> um, we've, we've all been seeing hashtag free Britney. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we all care. Yes. We, we talk a lot about Taylor Swift on this show, but we never talk about poor Britney. That's true. Okay. Um, That's true. But it sounds like she's got a lot of support out there. And uh, I've came across this mashup maybe about a month ago. I never heard it, and I thought we could play it on this uh, on this show. So this is you know this is some DJ out there took a Britney Spears song and another band song and just kind of made a fresh new song. But this one works really well, I think. Okay. <laughs> See if you can tell who the other band is. All right. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> 
Tana na na. Oh, this works. Oh, so well. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's it was like, good. That's it's that's really good. good. I would, I would actually listen to that. There was there was that's a, a good comment. Song. Yeah, it's a great song. I would listen to it. There's a comment on YouTube that says, "This is unironically one of the best songs I've ever heard." <laughs> 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 you know, uh, I don't know about that. It but is it does so sa- weird. It, it does sound like some heavy metal that's out there now. Yeah, true. just with a very different singer. <laughs> yeah, 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 man, but. How good is Abe Cunningham on drums, man? Oh, okay. Like he's just like the best on the. Uh, uh, man, I, good I, stuff. I could never, I never get tired of listening. So that's Deftones, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, the track is. Change? Oh, change yeah, in the house change, of flies. Change in the house of flies. Thank you from White Pony with Britney Spears. Toxic, one of the <laughs> yeah. greatest pop songs Why ever not? written. For <laughs> that, yeah. So yeah. um, I just want to be there someday. Whenever someone's like, "What's gonna go with change?" Yeah. Britney Spears, toxic. It. toxic. I got this. I mean, <laughs> even both of those songs have a chorus that has like sort of a tag in it, where they sort of uh-huh. take the last line and repeat uh-huh. it. They both do that. <laughs> so it's, oh, it nice. works like even yeah it's a structurally it works perfectly anyway brilliant another no one? it's great that's a good one please this one this let's one let's do this for the rest of the night this this one i only have three I don't today know how, you you guys. how do you top that how do you top that last one let's hear this i don't think i can but this one really is great so this right. <laughs> this one takes bill withers the very universally beloved uh-huh. Withers, one of his most famous songs i won't reveal what it is and combines it with someone who's not Bill Withers, let's say. <laughs> okay. Vocal stylings but, from the other side of the room. Yes, from the other side of the musical spectrum. Like Tiny Tim yeah. or something like that? Let's just say it's a little bit more aggro yeah. than oh, okay. Bill Withers. <laughs> Should we do that for me?
Mm. Uh, <clears throat> I don't that know one, about that one, Greg. That one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it is just, funny. That first, it is first hilarious. It's just like, wow, this guy's so mad. The band's just like, just chilling along. Just yeah, yeah, they're just cruising. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... You got uh, a little bit of nuge in there. You got some stranglehold. Yes, you're right. There you go. Um, <laughs> good catch. So, yeah, that's actually Bill Withers' Use Me with the right. vocals from Pantera's Mouth for War <laughs> off of, of uh, Vulgar Display of Power, okay. their second album. Well, it's not really technically their second album, but it's basically the album that established Pantera's sound from for sure. the rest of their career. Got it. And sure. bear this in mind that even though you might be as I like to say, people are, it's like repellent for a lot of people, that kind of vocal style. But bear this in mind, okay? Vulgar Display of Power came out. The next one they came, that came out, Far Beyond Driven, went, is the last metal record to go number one on Billboard. Really? It actually wow. went number one. I did not like, know not, not for like rock, but for yeah. everything. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's, I always kind of come back to that when I, it, it really sort of, gives you a little bit of perspective of how popular how prevalent this, was. This, this genre yeah well yeah and the yeah. genre too yeah and also just how like powerful of a band they were um, mm-hmm. even though it was a bunch of like rednecks just you know <laughs> but the, anyway they from um, texas yeah fort Charles worth yeah arlington i just want to know how you get an isolated vocal track of phil anselmo like that, that's <laughs> true like it's not like you can pull some processing on that. You got to have, yeah. You got no, to get some source material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a very good question. That and that's really what is always so surprising about these right. mashups is how right. did they get these tracks? These isolated Man. tracks. <laughs> yeah. So that one was actually played for me by someone actually from in, in Dallas. Uh, okay. Someone from an Incubus tribute that was opening up for us called Beware Criminals. Uh, we nice. were just hanging out, shooting, shooting the SHIT backstage, and uh, he was like, "You got to hear this mashup." <laughs> and I was just like, my sides were split. I was like, "I've got to play this on the next bangers and mashups." So, Perfect. listen, boys, I don't have too much more. I just got one more. Let's hear this. I thought this was thought this was kind of funny because it, it drops a few uh, a few little references. There's a Simpsons reference in here. Um, <laughs> You'll recognize probably both of these songs. Let's just play them and then we'll talk about All right. what's yeah, this, what. This one needs not much more introduction, I don't think. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ramon. I just like to say this gig sucks. What do
Wow. Wow. Oh, that was so good. That was so uh, good. What was happening in my ears during this? What was the whole? Uh, all, all, all I have to say is checkmate, T. John. No. Seriously. <laughs> if there's anything more annoying than kiss, 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 it's that not, would probably be it. That would be it. Oh, I don't man. know, man. I think that is a work of artistic genius right there. I mean, right. Every morning, eternally off. Shit, then, Jay. Yeah. My, my hat is eternally off to DJ Cumberbund. There he is again. You're taking He's pieces. Had, you're, taking, you're weaving the thread. You're making a tapestry. Yeah. All sorts going on in there. Blitz Mbop. Yeah. Oh, man. And I love the Simpsons reference at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Smithers. Yeah. Hey, the Rolling the Stones cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, sir, that was do as I say. <laughs> my, oh man Austin my brother got Jackson going excellent <laughs> anyway. well done well done excellent. Excellent. who is that laboratory linksman Smithers Ben uh, Ben uh, is fond of the phrase kiss my pantaloons Ooh. I don't know if you remember that that episode it was a bizarre kiss clip like a clips episode and he heard oh, kiss my pantaloons yeah. once and anyway. <laughs> that was it awesome well Greg, that's that, it, you've boys. done yourself yet again. That was well done, amazing. Sir. Hey, bangers and mashups. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Yeah, I, there's so many good ones out there. I'll keep them coming, but it always takes... I have to hear a fresh one that really gets me going, and then I start yeah. going Yeah, got to motivate you. Motivate you to bring it back. Indeed. <laughs> but it's always a pleasure yeah. to play them for you guys. I always like to get to get a, get you to crack up or that be That last one, man, I'm still working through the last one. There's a lot well, going dude, on. Dude, there's, there's so many... I'm telling you, you gotta listen to it again. Listen to it again. Sleep uh-huh. on it. You're gonna realize how genius that is. No, I, <laughs> there, there's a lot that mashed into that thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's also um, it's funny. I just had a little uh, rehearsal last night with the resilient, oh, and nice. we are nice. starting. To, we're starting to look at some different options. For, we have some gigs coming up, and yeah, we have to. Um, kind of fill some time and we have some covers and we're like yeah this is like this cover is kind of like it's maybe a little played out maybe we should play something else but then it's but then someone will be like well what if we like it sounds like this what what if we like sort of did a mashup like a live mashup Uh, and so we've been like experimenting with a few a few things that are fun and uh yeah i'll play you some when when we have uh something you know we were were tinkering around with some last night but it's fun it's it's not quite the same skill set as a dj cummerbund (laughs) who's taking isolated tracks and making them work but you know it's fun i mean i figured this yeah yeah and i figured these days anything that hasn't been heard before is fair game you know Mm -hmm. it's fair yeah totally yep anyway that's what i have looking forward to hearing some resilient stuff too then good yeah yeah, it's gonna be good. There's some stuff in September, and some so some of them are kind of like uh, panels, you know, like sort of TED Talk panels hmm. with like performances attached. Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Dude, I'm excited to hear more about that. Yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Well, best of luck to you and the resilient as you get back out there on the road. Um, Thanks, buddy. Nick, you still got September 24th booked, right? Indeed, Alamo I Music do. Festival? I've actually turned down an event. My man. Because <gasps> it was on the calendar. Yep. No, no, no. It's fine. It's good. I'm good. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, I'm actually, I have follow-up questions to that after the show. We'll do Fair it. enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's wrap this up so we can talk Outlaw Music Festival. Greg, yeah. why don't you tell yes. the fine people how to get in touch with us, please? Hey, there it is. Absolutely. Go find us on Facebook, on Instagram, at You Should Check It Out. Our Twitter handle is at ShouldCheck. 
send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com and uh, find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a comment, leave a review, and tell a friend that you should check it out. How about it? Yeah, man. And it should be said that we are coming up on season three. Now, it seemed like we just reached a big milestone, but, you know, in the lore of the show here, 100 was just kind of, it's just a number. It's just a number. Mm -hmm. But coming up on episode 104 will be the start of uh, season three. That is correct. Although in your feed, it will still reflect season one because of the way that it increments episode numbers. Thank you, Nick. So third year, (laughs) third year in. Metadata right, still I, says I, I season don't have one. any new announcements or anything like that. We're not going to change the theme song as far as I know. But if you guys have any ideas, you know, for season three, if you got anything that you hate us doing or you'd like to hear us do more of, or you got any ideas for guests or folks that, you know, if you want to come on the show, you know, let us know. Just reach out. Absolutely. And most importantly, tell a friend. That's really the best way that you can uh, let other yeah. people know about the show and uh, spread the word. Yes. And thanks to everybody who has been listening. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely, we do. Yep. Cool. And I appreciate you boys you for well, brightening my, my Mondays. Both or, of uh, you. Sorry, Thursdays. Right Thursdays, yes. Right, Thursdays. Right. Shh. <laughs> so yep. until next Thursday, boys. Right. Peace out. Have a great week, Peace. everyone. <laughs>